<laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Natrepreneur Movement. I am super excited to have uh, an incredible practitioner, a person who has a massive heart and an incredible way of sharing her truth and um, creating a really safe space for others to share their truth, especially when it comes to uh, a transition and something that has seemed taboo for such a long time, but has uh, personally affected her and uh, so many in her community. And it is so wonderful to have Grace from Goodness Gracious Me on our podcast today. Hi, Grace. Hi, Tammy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on here today. I am super excited to talk to you uh, because you're going to be uh, presenting at NADEX. And uh, the first time you appeared on the NADEX stage, uh, it was in one of our little story sharing sessions. And um, it was... Uh, you had had such an incredible journey to get to the point of actually standing up on the stage. Uh, can you tell us a bit about what it was like to stand up there and share what you shared? Yeah, um, it was the first, I've done a whole lot of public speaking in the past. I'll preface this by saying that. So normally um, over my career and over many years, I've gotten to a point where I don't get nervous or too worried, uh, as long as I know I, I know that I know what I'm talking about <laughs> speaking in front of people. But this is this was the first time that I was getting up on stage in front of my peers, um, my colleagues in um, in the natural health field. So I was a little bit nervous, but I didn't hesitate to. Um, take up the opportunity when it was offered because I knew that I needed to take up any chances and opportunities where I could um, speak about pregnancy loss and kind of chip away a little bit at the, the silence that comes around that. And of course, that being my story, I was in a position to come at it from a personal point of view and in that way I felt able to connect with anyone else who'd gone through the same thing because I'd been there so um, and I know this was a business conference it wasn't a personal sharing personal sharing conference well Nadix, the connection is there like that. yeah <laughs> is like that Nadix is, is definitely how how do we human to human connect with one another to create that that business that is actually in alignment with us as a human and actually creates a connection with all the other humans that are in the room. Yeah. And um, that, that, um, that moment where you were up on stage and you were beautifully radiantly pregnant at the time <laughs> uh, was an extraordinary shift and everybody in the room had tingles from you ha having the courage to stand up and speak your truth and uh, for me personally, as a practitioner and as a business owner, it was amazing to start to think about all the people that I had helped as a practitioner through pregnancy loss and what that actually meant for them personally, not rather, not professionally, not pathologically, not, you know, as a, as a medical diagnosis per se, but what it meant for them personally. What's it been like for you uh, sharing your journey uh, and and then niching into that zone so that you can help others in the same situation. 
Well, I, I will be touching on this in my talk. Um, but for me, it kind of added the final few percent to, to really raise, um, not raise the bar, but to, to light me up fully for what it was that I was passionate about in this field. You know, obviously I'd studied nutritional medicine and I was very interested in it and I loved it and entered into this um, industry for a reason. Um, but it wasn't until I decided to niche in this area that I really fully understood what it was that I needed to help people with. And that just sort of finished it off for me. Um, I mean, who knows what happens in the future, but for now, that, that was it. And, um, and it wasn't, there was no question. There was no question that this is what I had to, what I had to do and what I had to focus on with others. Yeah. And now thousands of people have listened to your meditations uh, through Insight mm. Timer. You also have these, um, all of these practicalities to help women in the the world of pregnancy loss and moving through and, and finding joy after pregnancy loss as well. Um, what does your world look like now in helping, um, helping your community? Um, I'm definitely still connecting very closely um, with, with anyone going through this. What's been really fun and interesting, if, if you can put the, the label of fun on miscarriage and pregnancy loss, mm. it has been that through every stage of, of my own journey, I've found other little areas that I can then latch on to connect with others. So for example, I have a pregnancy after loss program and it wasn't until I was pregnant after loss four times, <laughs> three times, um, that I understood that that was a whole area in itself that, that goes along with this. And my latest thing, and I'll be talking about this also in my talk, but um, lately I've been focusing a little bit more on parenting after loss, um, whether that's children before a loss or after a loss, um, what we call rainbow babies, the, the mm -hmm. babies that are born after a loss. Um, so there's, it's, there's all these twists and turns. It's, it's never stagnant. There's a lot changing. And of course, I'm contacted constantly by, by women who are looking, trying to find something, someone who, who understands what they're going through and the desperation that you feel um, if you're still trying to conceive um, after you've had your loss or losses to have a healthy pregnancy that results in a baby. Mm that you get to keep yeah so it's um i feel uh, quite privileged and when i read all the reviews on on my guided meditations um uh, it's just i've cried yeah <laughs> there you know and and it's because that's me you know uh, for a lot of us our ideal client is us yeah. and um uh, and so I, I see myself in every single one of those comments and I appreciate it and I understand it. Uh, and yeah, so it's still very um, big and yeah. um, an area of passion for me, of course. And it's beautiful, the ripple effects of actually being in alignment and truly knowing what you have gifted to somebody because you've been there. It, it, I, I really truly believe it's irreplaceable as a, as a practitioner and as a business owner, if, if, you, if the people that you're helping is you from 
from the past, your healing capacity just is amplified because it's not only healing for the people that you're helping, but it is also healing for parts of you. Um, I really find that that is, I, I think that that is, you know, just such an incredible amplification of being able to be in your zone of genius. You know, you don't have to pretend that you know everything about some other random thing. You actually have lived through this and it's, uh, it's an irreplaceable experience. You know it inside and out. It's, um, it's yeah. that the wounded healer. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it's just its own mm. specialness, I guess. <laughs> yeah. When you can and bring so, it up. So challenges come up when it comes to healing the healer, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I'd love your candidness on this. What does it look like and what was the, what was the shift for you um, and what came up for you when you did, um, and, and you have a wonderful daughter now. She's, yes. <laughs> you were up on stage very, very beautifully pregnant and now yeah. your daughter is nearly two. Um, what, what came up for you? you know because so many of our practitioners are going are going through and have become practitioners because of a health condition because of something that they were challenged by with their health or their body and then they recover they you know create an opportunity to shift through that mm -hmm. and in your case it was to have a wonderful successful beautiful pregnancy and lovely amazing human <laughs> that is coming yes. to life um then what you know then what happens then? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I guess it would be easy to think, well, that's a past issue for me. And now I move forward onto something else. But I guess for me, there's so many past uh, facets to what happens in and around miscarriage and any kind of pregnancy loss that I still want to have a voice in it. And, and I, and I want um, to reassure and advocate for my clients in those in the wider community about um, you know even things like the sort of care that you receive if you enter an emergency room or um, encounter medical professionals and, and the kinds of things that can happen there which um, a lot of the time are less than compassionate so I still have a huge fire in me about that and so that's still in me that's still with me to to be um, outspoken and an advocate um, for um, anyone going through a pregnancy loss. So yeah, and no, I'm very much still in it. I love that. So it's a profound thing to listen to that fire inside. It's a really important thing to, to notice where that fire is and that passion is to be able to really, um, I, and so many really great naturopaths that I know are advocates you know, are really staunch advocates for a place where they, um, they can see that others don't have the voice. So they, they give them the power to have the voice. And I see that in you too. It's really, really cool. Mm. So um, when it comes to uh, niching, and that's what you're going to be discussing at, at Natix, um, was there ever a time when it was like super difficult for you <laughs> that, that you thought, oh, I'm a generalist. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do. Uh, and it, was there a shift that happened there? It's actually really interesting. When I was studying, um, I thought I was going to focus on a certain area because that had been my 
career up until that point. And because I knew those things, um, that that's what I should focus on because I have the knowledge and the experience and that's what I need to bring to the, to the table. And, you know, back to what I was saying earlier when you'd asked me about, um, um, you know, niching, I did it because I thought I should. And it's what I knew. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, there's so many people nodding their heads listening to this. Yeah. And early on, I did learn that trying to be everything to everyone wasn't going to work. So I, had, I didn't enter practice from a, a point of view of I need to focus on everything, although I probably still did try to do that. Um, but I thought, well, you know, I've worked with kids in the past. I've worked in disability. I've, you know, these, these are the different things I've done. That's, that's what I know. Um, and I've, of course, have had great interest in those areas. Um, but like I said before, it was, it maybe brought, brought me up to, you know, 90%. It didn't yeah. take me all the way to like, whew, you know, fireworks. And this is what I absolutely love. And um, until I started having, um, well, unfortunately, having to have go through these experiences, but that's what took me there. So yeah, yeah it, it was a no brainer. There's not that incredible and there's so many people listening that are like, oh, yeah, my thing is like giving me an 80% and 80% is okay. I can live with an 80%. I can help people with an 80%. But when the fireworks go off and the fire inside your belly and even if it comes from a dark place, even if it comes from a place of just so cranky about the situation and so, oh, that, that, that so-ness about it that there's so much energy to that 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 is such an incredible motivating force that it pushes you well beyond the hundred I think mm -hmm. is that true for you yeah definitely mm. I, I love the the so-ness that term that you use <laughs> but for me yes I wasn't coming at it from a, oh this is here there's this wonderful thing that happened to me and now I'm going to carry that off into my practice it was uh not just miscarriage but recurrent miscarriage yeah and uh, I was pretty pissed off that it kept happening to me, you know? Um, so <laughs> obviously we don't plan for these things, but yeah, it, it's from misfortune, I guess, you know, you never know where things take you. And, and that took me to a good place. Yeah. And I was very fortunate that I, you know, I've had my daughter and, you know, at least I, that part of the story has had, you know, a wonderful I wouldn't even say conclusion because who knows what happens from here, but hmm. you know, I've, I've, I've had happen what many, many others are still waiting for. Yeah. So, you know, it, that's, I'm fortunate I, after everything I'm fortunate. Hmm. Hmm. Where do you get the courage to talk about these things? Cause so many people listening, you know, um, they, it, it's a, having courageous conversations is one of the biggest gifts and talents that we can move into the 2020s with, I feel, because mm -hmm. I mean, it also, it, it, it was amplified last year with some of the, uh, the Black Lives Matter movements. It was amplified with um, voices that hadn't been heard before starting to be heard and recognized and seen and acknowledged and to be the voice of that and to be the face of that, um, whether it's Black Lives Matter, whether it's miscarriage, whether it's pregnancy loss, rainbow babies, um, uh, whether it's LGBTQIA, whether it's like there's so many 
voices that weren't being heard before. And for that to happen, it takes a catalyst of courage to actually have a courageous conversation. Where for you personally does that come from, do you think? I don't know. I think it has to, you have to be able to accept that there's a lot of emotion in it hmm. and that that's okay. I think that's where um, perhaps some others might hold back. And I'm still working on that. And it's really interesting because it's a very emotional topic. And I've done so many interviews. I couldn't even count now. I've done so many podcasts and different things. And I actually get more emotional as time goes on. Oh, wow. And I, I think I even mentioned, I think I even said when I stood up on the stage at NADX, I didn't think I was going to cry. Yeah. And I started crying on the stage yeah. because normally, you know, I'm, I can talk about it because I talk about it all the time. Yeah. But, um, you know, it just goes to show that when something really hits you, you know, it's, it's a deep, it's a deep, um, I don't know, it's deep within you. It's uh, something like this. I think also what gets me is the more I do this, the more people's stories I know. So I think that's, and, and being, yeah. um, empathy is quite high up there for me. Um, so that brings it out of my eyeballs when I think about everybody else as well, I think. So, um, which is really interesting, this courage question, because I grew up with a mom who cried at everything, anything on TV. And we all used to laugh at her, which is so horrible. We used to all laugh at my mom. Oh, you're crying again. You're crying over that commercial again. You're crying over that movie. And so the idea that crying is um, to be laughed at or some sort of, some sort of weakness, that emotion, hmm. the fact that I, <laughs> that, that I do something that allows that to happen is pretty huge for me. Yeah. Um, not to say that I don't try and stop it still, but, but um, I guess I still, in, at least in a little way except that that emotions might happen and not just for me but for people I'm speaking with and you know obviously I see I see clients and people in my programs who are going through this stuff and there's a lot of tears uh, and other emotions and um, maybe I take my courage from them I don't know it's an interesting question yeah, and it's a wonderful exploration of it because it's very easy for a lot of practitioners to sit with the emotions of others and not judge and just sit and hold space for that. But when it comes up or when the sharing, the opportunity to share comes up for a lot of practitioners, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very different, uh, yeah, the, the ability to hold space for oneself and the ability to hold space for that courage and acknowledge that courage is, is really different. So it's a great thing to have that balance in you. And I, I recognize mm. that and I acknowledge that in you. I'm really excited to have you at NADEX. Um, it's really exciting to be able to um, have this beautiful full circle kind of moment with you. Uh, and I know that since the first NADEX, holy dooly, your ripple effect has just touched so many lives, whether it's through your meditations or your courses or uh, your connections in your community online or in person. It's, it's such a profound uh, thing that you do. And um, one of the parts of NADEX this year is the theme is unity through diversity. And I wanted to know what diversity means for you. Yeah, that's a really good open, <laughs> very big question. 
Hmm. And when I think about the word diversity, for me, it just means, I think, openness. Hmm. Um, and it sounds, it'll sound really cheesy for me to say this, but um, I was going to say, I love diversity, but that sounds, that just sounds so cheese. But I guess what I, what I mean by that is just the opportunities that we have to, and that I have personally, if I'm talking about me, to, to explore and get involved in anything. Um, and I'm definitely a diversity person, at least in some ways where uh, for example, through my whole journey, my whole story, I was working with, looking at, talking to the widest range of health professionals, resources, um, and for some people that might be a bit too much, but for me, um, having diversity, that, that wide range of opportunities was just awesome. Um, and I love that... Um, it's available. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think diversity for me is openness, open-mindedness, um, and taking up different opportunities and perhaps even some that you might question or not be sure about or have much knowledge about. It's, it's, it's being open to widening your mind, I mm. guess. Yeah, I love that you say yes to so many opportunities, not knowing where they will end up, but <laughs> showing up anyway. And I, uh, yeah, and it can get you into really kooky places, but it's always a big yes uh, to be able to help people on a wider scale. And whether whether um, that comes from a podcast opportunity or a uh, speaking opportunity or a a DM in your Instagram, your ability to say yes to those moments gets you into these beautiful, beautiful spaces to help so many more people. And I think that that is a, a gold nugget takeaway for so many people who are listening, who are considering what they want to do and how they want to help and continue to help people. Yep. <laughs> ah, thank you, Grace. I'm so excited to have you uh, on the Nardex stage. And for those people who are um, interested in um, Grace's journey and uh, everything that comes with um, her meditations and other things. All of the details are in our show notes. And uh, if you're joining us at Nadex, you will be in for a treat to listen to Grace talking about how it actually, uh, how she really taps into that courage and what it looks like uh, when it comes to niching as a practitioner. Thanks so much, Grace. Thanks, Tammy.